This is the Transform Podcast, taking you from incubation of ideas to a transformed life. from Australia and thank you for joining our podcast series. I'm Afroz Ali and I'm the Senior Instructor at Transformative Living and I'm really looking forward to this episode where we are discussing the hot topic of uh, happiness. I hope you uh, completed the practical exercise uh, I had suggested for you to complete in the last episode uh, where you were to uh, compare between what makes you genuinely happy, what you Uh, like inherently to do versus what you do every day. When you do that, it helps you to see the gap between your true purpose and the distractions of life, which could in fact also include inappropriate work or career, which might be completely irrelevant to who you are as a person. If you completed that exercise, uh, you will without a doubt be able to see it very visually that will help you through these episodes on the power of purpose. If you have any questions or would like a free consultation over a discussion regarding your answers to the first exercise that we did in episode one, please feel free to email me at uh, info at uh, transformativeliving.com.au. That is info as in I-N-F-O at transformativeliving.com.au. I'm here to help you through these episodes and get you started on a journey of living with purpose. And uh, before we get into the uh, hot topic of uh, happiness, what is it all about? Uh, Where does uh, happiness arise from? And what is its connection to success? Uh, How about you settle down with a cup of tea or coffee? I personally am a coffee kind of a guy. Uh, Don't forget those notebook uh, and pen that I have mentioned uh, in the first instance. Please take notes as you listen. Then get all the distractions aside, your phone, uh, uh, computers, etc. Sit back and enjoy this episode. I hope you really greatly benefit from it. a little. Often to understand something, uh, a level of clarity comes when we know what it is not. So a common misconception as well as our subconscious expectation is that happiness is supposedly about an experience of satisfying pleasure, delight out of satisfying a, a desire. Uh, in fact, I've, gra- I've grabbed this, uh, these definitions uh, 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 from dictionaries And unfortunately, this kind of dictionary um, definitions we often see and ultimately live by is probably the reason why we are stressed out, uh, because we tend to believe uh, that this is what um, happiness is all about. The reality is pleasure is very temporary and never fulfilling. Pleasure is connected to incidents, uh, 
episodes, points in time. It is not a state or a continuum. It needs to be fed, and in fact fed constantly. A good example uh, that helps us understand pleasure is looking into something like when we enjoy eating something. There's a very simple analogy because uh, eating is probably one of the most uh, immediate experiences of pleasure. Think back to when you enjoyed that one piece of chocolate, for example. Uh, then you sat down for a little bit, but you desired a little bit more, one more. To the extent that one more never feels as fulfilling anymore, so you take another, and yet another, and it keeps on going. Pleasure consumes you, and not feeding it actually distresses you. And so life becomes like a yo-yo, up when you feed it, and down when you don't. And this is not happiness. Happiness, in fact, does not consume us. It does not reduce us or distress us. In fact, uh, when we are in a state of happiness, we feel content. We feel to be in a state of abundance and joy. That's what happiness is. Happiness brings out your best potential in almost an effortless manner because you feel joy doing things even if they are challenging. If you are happy doing something, difficult things actually become easy. Pleasure, on the other hand, where easy things can start to become difficult because it is no longer fulfilling at the level that you're feeding yourself in relation to the desire and the pleasure. And there are four concrete ways that you will experience happiness positively affecting your consciousness. Firstly, intellectually, you will be focused and sharper. When you are in a state of happiness, you will feel that in, at, a, at a mental state level, you'll be focused, you'll be sharper, and there will be a sense of uh, your ability to comprehend, understand, and engage with the world around yourself in a, in a very constructive manner. Secondly, you will see it in your psychological state because you'll be calm and you will also be present. There will be a sense of mindfulness around yourself. And thirdly, socially, you will be inclusive and contributive, something which we'll be talking about later on, why there is a natural tendency for us as a human being, either we become narcissistic and self-centered, or we become selfless and contributive. The reality is happiness and joy and fulfillment reside in the world of contribution, not in the world of self-centeredness and uh, narcissism. And fourthly, physically. You will be upbeat and you will be healthy. So these four experiences, intellectual, psychological, social, and physical, are the realms of your existence where you will see an effect of uh, positivity, of goodness, if you are, in fact, experiencing happiness. Now, there is a very important aspect of the way we are told to leave, lead our lives uh, and, and, and this often causes us chronic stress in ourselves. In fact, stress itself is not necessarily a bad thing. But if that becomes long-term or chronic, this is a real problem. And we start to lose intellectual focus. Psychologically, we are no longer mindful or present. And socially, we become narcissistic and physically burnt out. And this manner of living that we have been 
trained and conditioned to live in this modern world. And that is that there's a constant chase of the future and we constantly miss the present. It is a paradox. We are constantly told to work hard now for a brighter future. The problem here is the faulty theory that if you want to be successful, that somehow you need to sacrifice your happiness now by constantly getting tasks done now, but then move on to the next, then the next, and so on. So our actions are in the present, but our minds and thoughts are on the next task that we are supposed to be completing, planning ahead constantly and almost instantly, and the next and the next. So our mind actually drifts away from the present and is soon only busy with the next task and in fact with the future, and completely missing the present. Anxiety sets in. Sacrificing happiness today, becoming oblivious of the present, leads to chronic negative feelings and stress. All because you start to believe that the eventual material payoff is well worth the sacrifice, when in fact it is not. Now, don't get me wrong, we must plan for our future. But if you do not have a solid foundation of your present, your future will always be shaky, if not an illusion. Success is pinned to reward-based achievements today, unfortunately, which is supposed to bring us finally to happiness. The reality is otherwise, and we, we, we know this from science, from neuroscience to psychology. We know very well that our state today, now, determines our eventual success and level of happiness. In other words, happiness is a prerequisite to success. Happiness is not the outcome. It's not the result. So success does not bring us happiness. In fact, it's the other way around. Happiness is the precursor. It's the prerequisite for you to ultimately be successful. The secret of success is to be happy in the first place. The secret of happiness is not success first, but happiness first. A key aspect of happiness is your well-being, physically, psychologically, and spiritually. If you are new to spirituality or if you do not identify yourself with any particular spirituality, let us use the term presence or your sense of being for now. And hopefully, if you have any questions, you are more than welcome to, in fact, email me and we can have uh, very, very uh, detailed conversations about those matters. Happiness is really your overall state of balance, that during good times you have a heightened positive sense of purpose without self-centeredness, and during challenges and difficulties you have a resilient sense of direction without despair and without losing confidence. This is what happiness is. So when you know your purpose and have a blueprint, a direction, and you hold to that, you inherently enjoy and love, you will be balanced. And you will find that a balanced holistic state results in your well-being. And your well-being leads to gratefulness and sense of happiness for your very existence here and now, in the present, which influences your future. And that is why identifying your natural and underlying purpose of existence is so important. Without identifying that, 
life's challenges can really derail you into a sense of despair and even hopelessness. A hope that gives you a glance into the nature of happiness and how it is interconnected to your very purpose. So coming to the end of this particular episode on happiness, I want to give you six keys that if you apply them regularly, if not daily, you will start to see a dramatic change to your sense of well-being and therefore your state of happiness. So here's the exercise for this particular episode until the next and for the next week. I want you to do the following. You to spend the next week on a daily basis, put into practice the following six things I will mention soon. I want you to constantly remind yourself through the day to return to these keys and in the evening to take a short review of yourself, audit yourself to identify how you went, where you succeeded in doing these things and where you need to invest more of your time and energy uh, to get more positive results uh, uh, from the following day. Remember, it, it, it is no use listening to these episodes passively, okay? Act on them, do something, uh, put them into practice. For the next seven days, attempt to connect with these six keys I'm about to give you. If you forget, just gently remind yourself throughout the day and return to practicing them. Do not say, well, it's just too difficult, I'm not going to do this. Just do it for the next seven days and good luck with that. So here are the six keys. Number one. Live in the present as you do your chores, whatever they are. Do not drift into a future or a past, but the very present, the very moment you are in, and be conscious of as many things that you are interacting with as you do what you do. And appreciate your acts and focus and be aware of what you are doing. By the way, to do this effectively, you do need to take a break every hour. Take a short five to ten minutes break to loosen up again and, and, and let your mind float away a little bit. Then return and live the moment and continue the day. Number two, be resilient as you do the above. As you do this aspect of living in the present, often called mindfulness, be resilient. Do not lose hope or your sense of seeking the good of this. If you drift away, it's okay. Gently bring yourself back to the present. You have to be willing to do this and any other good thing for yourself to see results. It is no use complaining about life if we do not invest into our lives. Number three, manage your energy. As I said in the first key, take reasonable and regular breaks. Keep yourself hydrated, for example, Know your biorhythm and something which we should be talking a lot more about and hopefully we have an opportunity to do so in relation to biorhythm. But know your biorhythm and when your energy is high, take full advantage of it. When your energy is low, take a break, stretch, cast your eye to a faraway horizon away from the immediate surrounds, for example. Use breathing techniques to reoxygenate your body. So manage your energy. Number four. And you love this one. Take time to just do nothing. This is connected to the very much, very much of the points we've just spoken about in relation to living in the present and being resilient and managing your energy. You play hard, but you must also relax well. Each day, whenever it is most convenient for you, chill out. Just chillax, as they say. Maybe you like a particular kind of music or you love reading. Just do those kinds of activities which are relaxing for you. This could also be a short nap, for example. 
whatever it is that you love doing nothing, <laughs> do that. It is quite ironic to say do nothing. But on second thought about those two words, it becomes apparent. There is a key point here. When you choose to do nothing, that is actually doing something. And your consciousness actually thrives on that. But when you aimlessly lie around, you will actually stress yourself out because you are hardwired to be purposeful. So when you do something, you need to be purposeful. When you do nothing, you also need to be purposeful. And number five, practice self-care. Self-care is a super important aspect of your well-being. Self-care is not about having sympathy for yourself. And self-care is not self-indulgence in any narcissistic manner. But self-care is about preserving yourself and recharging yourself in a manner that is kind to yourself. Because your your essence, your existence, actually has a right over you as a person. And, and this can be physical activity, exercises, meditation, uh, a massage, and the like, to, to be able to rejuvenate yourself. And number six, practice compassion daily. This is so important, starting from your spouse, uh, as a sibling, in your family, to your co-workers, social friends, etc. Practice compassion daily. Compassion requires you to be selfless by helping others positively. And the more you bring positively in others, you will yourself become more positive. It can be something as simple as getting coffee for your co-worker, for example, um, to make special time each evening, for example, to listen to your spouse and how their day was like and listening to them and supporting them as if, uh, as opposed to you just telling your story, but also to listen is, is itself compassion. Daily, be kind. Show compassion to others around you. Touch others' hearts so that your heart will feel lighter. So there you have it. Those were the six daily keys. And I want to repeat that for you very quickly. Number one, live in the present. Number two, be resilient as you live in the present. Number three, manage your energy levels. Number four, take time to do nothing and relax. Number five, practice self-care. And number six, practice compassion daily. I promise you that you will experience a positive change in your sense of being if you put these six keys into your daily practice, into your, into your daily lives. If you have any questions about today's episode, or in particular these six keys, send me an email via info at uh, transformativeliving.com.au. Info as an I-N-F-O at transformativeliving.com.au. And, by the way, if you are in Sydney, Australia, I'm here in Sydney, and want to catch up in person with me and have a chat over coffee, let me know, and I'd love to meet with you. So until the next episode, keep smiling and keep up with these six keys and hopefully embrace them into your regular life. Thank you very much. We help you find your purpose so you can transform your life. Thank you for listening.